push. Hi, I'm Bridget. And I'm Monica. Welcome back to Mode Push, the F1 podcast. We are doing a mini episode today on Hungary, which maybe is all it deserved. And an update on Silly Season, F1 Academy, what's going on, and looking ahead to Spa. So, Bridge, Hungary, do you have thoughts? Are there thoughts worthy of having? My <laughs> only thoughts were really like, okay, Danny Rick, Return of the Rick. Like, people, I think pe- the amount of, like, memes, interviews, energy going to Danny was, like, it was amazing, and it was awesome to see, and he was clearly so happy, but he eclipsed the race for me. That and Lewis on pole, obviously, were like the two stories of the weekend. Okay, okay, well, actually, did we jinx Alpine when we talk- talked about the whole, like, Ryan Reynolds purchase, how they were, like, a good team? Like, we were like, they're not the worst on the grid, so imagine what Ryan Reynolds can do with, like, the not worst team, and now they're, like, oh my God, what is happening? And then I read Ocon got injured and they ran into each other. Like, oh my God, what is going on? We jinxed them. What happened to Ocon? I read he was injured after that. So his car, when he got back to the pit, was the seat was broken half and he was injured. I didn't go down the rabbit hole because I didn't have time. It's been a week. It's been a week. But I'm like, we jinxed Alpine. Stop. I don't understand. Honestly, could they run into each other more? Like, has anyone collided more than Gasly and Elton season? I mean, okay, well, then, and I hate to say this because you know how much I love Este, but like, he had all those issues with Checo early on. Fernando also was like, you know, really didn't like him at the end. So I can only imagine the amount of like French swearing that's probably going on right now. Oh my God. So like Alpine, WTF, Alonso and Aston also like, where'd you go? Ferrari. Oh my goodness. What was that strategy? But again, I'm not surprised by it. Actually, happy to see McLaren back at the top. I don't know. I didn't think that the race warranted that much talking about aside from the return of the Rick and ham on pole. That was really my big thing. I mean, we got to come back to Rick when we come to silly season because it just opens up so many questions and thoughts. But yes, agreed. Hammy was so exciting. I think that was the highlight, which was in qual technically. Oh, my God. But I was like screaming at the TV. Were you not screaming at the, like when he got? Oh, my God. I was thrilled. And it was sad to see George in 18th. But, you know, I was thrilled. Also, I thought of you when Piastri got off the line into second. And I thought of your whole Piastri racing Max, pushing him. I think it's real. I think there's something there. I don't know if it's this season, but it's coming. I'm telling you, Oscar Piastri is the only person that Max Verstappen should fear on the grid or fears on the grid. Like, I just don't even, I'm like stoked about it. I just hope that McLaren can like continue to make someone, I just want to see someone challenge Max. That's really all I want to see. Well, I mean, I would be fine if it was even the other Red Bull seat, but again, we'll come back to it. (laughs) Checo. Checo. I mean, he had a fine raise. Yeah. Not much else to be said. Hungary kind of in some ways solidified that Red Bull is just super, super dominant and they're going to break every record right now. But EBM, it's getting exciting. Yeah, and that. Ham broke a record. We can't forget. Hamilton held with himself, Senna and Schumacher, most polls at a single track at eight and getting this ninth pole at Hungary. He now is the solo record holder. So Red Bull and Max are not the only people making headlines and records this season. Thank God. Anyway. I love that. And it broke Max's streak of having six straight goals. Question, by the way, thoughts on tire format of Quali, where everyone had to go on the same tires. Did we like it? Were we opposed? I liked it. I thought it was 
it leveled the playing field to some extent from like a strategy perspective. I know they did it for like ESG purposes and like for sustainability, which I thought was sort of a weird spin. Um, and I know like the principals really didn't like that um, and that there were like more impactful or other ways to sort of address that aside from sort of like messing with their strategies. But as a fan, I really liked it because it totally, I think it it just simplified everything and it really was like the most like for like quality session. Although everyone sort of ends up on the same tire anyway, but it did sort of like keep new sets of each tire. So we did see like the fastest for that tire in that round, like for like against team for team. So I thought that was interesting. I liked it. Oh, you know who's worth mentioning again? The alphas in quali. Oh, my God. I mean, Joe, so sad for him in the race, basically just stalled out at the, at the opener. But fifth, I mean, did you know, by the way, that two alphas were in Q3 and signs didn't even make it to Q3? And I can only imagine how, what Ferrari was thinking. I mean, Ferrari is in so much trouble. I that's all it's all tied into silly season. So I don't want to, like, jump the gun into that conversation. But to close the loop on. The exciting quality, less exciting race. Did you have a driver of the day? George Russell started in 18th, finished sixth, drove his way through a race that's actually a track that's hard to pass on and stayed calm. And I was happy for him. Just did the job. <laughs> what about you? I think I'd give it to George for sure, or maybe Checo. But again, like this is actually becoming like Checo's format is like subpar quality and then just like race up as far as you can. He'd be a great person to have in fantasy. I used to have him, but then I got max because i was like you can't win without max oh side note i like i've been so stupid busy i forgot to log into fantasy and i didn't do the thingy for this week which is why i should have crushed it because i have good old oski and mclaren now but i was very upset but anyway maybe check definitely not the alpines i don't know i i'm just waiting for someone i really want to give it to oscar piastri on the day that he beats max verstappen like i want to have a bell ready to ring for when that happens on this podcast, because I feel like I've doubled, tripled down on that. <laughs> That's how I feel. I know you you own his stock effectively. He's also gotten so unlucky because Lando got podiums both times in the last two races and he got somehow like just outside. I think his time is coming and you can tell he's already getting frustrated. I, I was going to say, I think Zach and team are always going to favor Lando in the strategy. Like, I think that's very obvious. So I think it's going to be it's going to get interesting really quickly because I, I actually think he's as, probably a superior driver. Like he's, again, he's like effectively like three races into his first season and he's competitive. So, okay. Worst driver of the day. You know, initially I was thinking of Aston because it feels like that party is just over. I thought this was going to be a track that favored them and that would be hard for McLaren. And it was the opposite, which says a lot. But I'm actually just going to have to give it to Gasly and Ocon because now I'm just reminded of the sad mess that is Alpine. <laughs> so sad. And it's just, it's but so I'm also painful. Like, but then I also am like, is this a Hollywood conspiracy where they were doing too good so that the Cinderella story that they're going to try to make, like the Wrexham story, isn't going to be that good? So Ryan Reynolds was like, start losing so I can tell a better story. That's like a deep I mean, cut. that would be very convoluted, but it could be. That is a deep conspiracy theory. <laughs> I just say that because I was at the Welcome to Wrexham <laughs> game in San Diego, and I, with our friend who works on the production, and I got to be his intern, and we were, we were like interviewing fans for a moment, and every single fan, when they were asked, like, why do you like Wrexham, just said because of the fairy tale story. They're like, it's Ted Lasso in real life, and I'm like, 
what's the narrative to taking a good to great team? Anyway, I'm definitely just deep down on conspiracy rabbit hole and like mm-hmm. looking for something that's probably not there, mostly because I love Otmar. And I'm like, Otmar, your team should be better because you drink fancy little cappuccinos. I agree with you. Worst driver of the day. And Aston, I just like, like what's going on? Okay. Race encapsulated. The story we all want to talk about from this weekend was obviously the return of Daniel Ricardo, and which effectively starts like the domino that fell for silly season. So let's unpack that. So it's kind of crazy because we, when last we recorded, uh, they were at Silverstone and they were about to do these tests, these Pirelli tests. Daniel gets out there, has an incredible test. In theory, goes basically as fast as Max did in his quality lap, although all conditions are different. So it's questionable what it means. That was such a headline, though. I would say it was a very motivated move. That was such a headline. Also, like, didn't, wasn't, like, rainy? Like, come on. Yes. So it's sad because they had told DeVries. We all know DeVries, terrible starts of the season. A lot of crashes, very crashy. Magnuson seems to be the target most of the time. Poor K-Mag. But they had told him that they were going to give him through his home race, which is the first race after break, after summer break, to try to turn things around. And then somehow this crazy lap tipped the balance in his favor and Helmet Marco just like fired DeVries on the spot. So goes the story. Obviously, there was a lot more going on there. Marco, I can't. It's so brutal. Everyone afterwards, I feel like Lewis and all his people were like, I mean, this is how Red Bull does it. But like, a lot of side eye across the paddock. Rumor has it that they talked to Albon. I mean, that's your theory. Totally. That's like, I mean, but rumor is that then Albon turned them down. So oh my if God. that's true, respect. Such a flex. My God. Such a flex. And then now, obviously, I mean, Danny Rick's return. I don't think I've seen more positive press for a person. Literally to the point where, like, no one even talks about Nick anymore. Because it was just like, look at this man's smile as he returns to the grid. The coverage was crazy. And he he had a good quality. So I guess he's back. But. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like flooded with questions because I feel like, what does this mean for Checo? Was it fair to Nick DeVries? What does it mean for like Yuki also? And what kind of game theory is Danny Rick playing here? You know, where do we land if things go okay with him? Which is, they're not going to go amazingly. Like the AlphaTauri car is not good, but they could go better than Yuki basically. And then what happens? It's so convoluted, the Red Bull, Red Bull world. Like I'm actually in a way like relieved for DeVries. They, like, put him out of his misery. I understand how Albon doesn't want to go back into that, like, incestuous circle. What's the circle of life? Quote, it's Daniel Ricardo replaces Nick DeVries. This Uh-oh. one from Reddit. It's amazing. Daniel Ricardo replaces Nick DeVries, who replaced Pierre Gasly, who replaced Alex Albon, who replaced Brendan Hartley, who replaced Carlos Sainz, who replaced Daniel Kivat, who replaced Daniel Ricardo. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. And now here we are back at the beginning. And also they're now saying like they're all I and I keep coming back to Corcheco because they keep coming back to, oh, I'm sure Daniel would want to see like these passive aggressive little like sound bites in interviews. It's like it's like the Hunger Games at Red Bull. It is like the Hunger Games. The second scene. Max wins. Everyone else dies. The second scene at Red Bull is literally like the Hunger Games. It's so dark. Anyway, I'm digressing now. But like I. I actually like oh. now I'm as I'm as I'm saying it, I'm like, I think this is the best thing for Nick DeVries. And of course, like day two, there was already like Instagram snaps of DeVries meeting with Toto in Monaco and like funny memes of like 
you know, Tony's collecting all the dead soldiers like Thanos from whatever <laughs> the Thor movie. What else is happening in, in silly season? Where's Lewis's contract? I mean, where is Lewis's contract? So that is the other big thing, because have you seen, then there's all the speculation, right? Lewis hasn't signed. I think he's just playing hardball and hello, poll definitely helps. But Lewis doesn't sign. So obviously Mercedes has to have other conversations. Are they talking to Leclerc? Theory goes, yes. Also, there's all this stuff happening with Ferrari. In addition to that, with this idea of like, is signs going to Audi, aka Alpha, which one, what seat is that? Is that Botas's seat? Is it Joe's seat? I don't know. Side note, then people are like, is Lando talking to Ferrari? Is he in pre-contract with Ferrari? Whatever that means. I don't know. Do we believe any of these things? Like, there's so much speculation right now. And it's hard to say if it's like the best silly season or the worst. And thus, all these things are made I up. think it's the worst. <laughs> and I think it's all a red herring. And I think it's all going to drop next year. But if I'm all these teams, I'm also like, but there's some things that make me think maybe not. Because where the F is Lewis's contract? And, like, Signs looks like a defeated man. He, like, he swings. He is, like, bipolar. He either looks like he's a man on a mission or he's a man that's just, like, done and, like, throws his hand up and, like, gives up. I think they're beating him down. I think they're beating Signs down behind the scenes. Like, I feel so bad for him. It feels unwarranted. I don't know, though. Because, like, I mean, if I'm him, I would go to Audi. I would be like, hurry up and get on the grid. Like, I'll sign on the dotted line. Like, get me the F out of Ferrari. Like, Ferrari needs something to happen, a big thing to happen, which is why I was like, I actually, again, like, in a weird warped way, could see Lewis going to Ferrari if he was like, I'm going here, but I'm going to make it my own the way Michael Schumacher made it his own. And it's like my team. Next year, the whole, there's going to be so many mic drop, drop moments. Do you think Checo is still in the seat a year no. from now, by the way? No. Okay. And who do you think is in his seat? Ricardo. In, and do you think it happens this season? You think it's the beginning, beginning of next, of next season? season? Or it's when is Checo's contract up? End of next season. But, you know, technically, I think they can swap drivers between the teams at any time. So he could just be driving for Maltari. I don't know if they would do that to him. I don't know. It's Well, Hunger Games, I don't know. I think Danny Rick is going to end up back on the Red Bull in the Red Bull seat. If especially if he keeps performing, I'm putting that in air quotes, in the Alpha Tauri, because I think that they are. How do I say this? That seat doesn't matter. Like Max is so dominant. Max is going to win so many points for that team that even like a mediocre driver, which is why I don't know that they would go through the ha- like the hassle of canceling Checo's contract really for anyone but Danny Rick, because Danny Rick is so much like a mascot of that team like the commercial likability of daniel offsets the commercial dislikability of max so if they had that like if they had that pairing they then suddenly have like the performance dominance and they also have the like commercial like love affair with whatever the audience side note i saw some crazy some crazy headlines that american viewership is way down this year in f1 it's like tapered off because Max is so dominant. Like, I guess we're like a fickle fan base because we're like, we're bored, which I actually could see. But instead, we're now focused on EBM people, EBM. But anyway, again, I think if anyone takes Checo's seat near term, it's Ricardo. I don't think they'll gamble and give it to anyone inexperienced. Christian basically said that. Um, And then I think they'll like keep putting the pipeline. I don't think Yuki's long for this world. I don't think he's stepped up enough. I don't, I think 2024 is going to be K-Yaw. 
Tickton. I don't know if K-Mag sticks around. He hasn't been doing anything. I think Hulkenberg, like I said, I think he's maybe too good for Haas. I don't think Logan Sargent sticks around. I don't think, oh my God, poor Logan Sargent. It's like the when the quality re- results were out, he cropped you as like, and Logan Sargent qualifying last again. Really? Like that? Made it through qualifying? I don't know. I don't know if Botox is yeah. doing enough, especially with the success that Piastri, relative success that, again, I'm like such a Piastri stan. The success that Piastri has been having, I'm like, if I'm a team, I bet on some young talent. Like, let's shake it up a little bit. I also think, though, there's major, there's major like principle level, strategy level moves that need to be made as well. So like, I don't know. I think I think that there's going to be a ton of change, especially with Audi coming on. And if, if Andretti gets in, like, I think the whole, we might get a whole new cast of characters here. I think that's what the sport needs. No, it totally makes sense. I was actually, I don't buy the Lando, Charles, blah, blah, blah rumors, but I wish I did because I think if Max is going to be so dominant, then we need this other stuff. It would be so cool if actually people switch teams every couple of years and then you saw different pairings in the same hardware and you could like, you know, get a sense of who would win what. Like, I would love to see more shakeups across the grid and I'm hoping for it. You know, I agree. Next season's going to be chaos. I think the only question is, could some of it be pulled up this season? And Lewis seems to be the linchpin in it all. So. I'm still like time kills deal. That's like a, something we always say is like, and to me, we've talked about how this thing is like, like ready for execution for like months now. So I'm just like, something's up. Something is up, up, up. We shall see. What else happened? F1 Academy. Big announcement today that they are going to, I think, just generally align more with F1. So one, there's going to be a driver from and a livery from each team. So the 10 of the 15 drivers will be nominated by F1 teams. All of the teams will thus be represented on the F1 Academy grid. And then the other news is, it's so cool. Other news from Divinacali is that they're going to join, like, align the race calendars more. So I think... All of the races will be aligned. This is with our F1 girl Susie year. doing what needs to be done because honestly, this first year when we were so scratching our heads about the calendar, the team, what the oh, I'm trying to drop less hard F's because I have my daughter now. You know, like what the F is happening though, this feels like a very like sloppy launch, sort of like the transition of Twitter to X over the weekend. Like someone was just like, let's create a league, but like button push. But We've said this entire time that like our girl Susie won't put her name next to anything unless there's like real there there. And this is like exactly what was needed because you have the fan base and the fan and the recognition now that's going to translate the female series. You have the calendar that's already teed up and ready to go. They're racing together in Austin, which I'm so stoked about. It is an incredible step in the evolution of this series. And again, it's just so obvious that the W series like the eulogy has been read which is i mean sad but like this is so the right thing that needs to happen and it's so exciting i am so happy that Susie is at the helm and the press is going to be so much bigger if each team is promoting so much bigger and there's synergy and it's good for the teams like it all makes so much sense and it's and like it's like such a summer of female sport because the women's world cup is going on so i'm also like root for the ladies of the United States, if they win this year, this will be the first time in the history of the World Cup, male and female, that any team wins a third time in a row. So everybody should root on. Wow. Everybody should root. 
for Team USA women's soccer. It is so fierce. It's Rapino's last go. It's like big, big summer for female sports, which is really, really cool. Where are we going next? We are going to spa. I'm already seeing the spa memes from F1 accounts, aka men in Love hot it. tubs pretending they're at a spa. I'm here for it. Any hot takes, predictions, we're there in two days, really press starts tomorrow. So thoughts. Historically, I know spa can be a little bit of a weird weather situation. So I'm hoping for some rain. Although last time we hoped for rain, we got the washout. So I don't want that much rain. But I would like like enough rain to cause a little havoc. If that happens, I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say this is the race that Max doesn't win. That's what we all want. Who wins? Piastri? Russell? This is like a Russell race, you know, he, a Russell track. I could see George winning. I could also, I was going to say some, I was going to say Merck or McLaren, but I would love a surprise. And I would love to see like, look, remember when Leclerc like two or three races ago was actually like competitive? Like, where did that go? Ferrari is such an enigma. I don't know. I was wearing my, such an enigma. I was wearing my Leclerc jersey watching this weekend and I literally wanted to take it off because it was an embarrassment to be wearing it. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'm my money's on McLaren. I am all in. Adorable Land Oscar. They're so cute. They're like cute. I want to put them in my pocket. Do we think that the Alpines will collide? I mean, I guess they've been slapped on the wrist. So not this race, but maybe post-break. Do you think they hang out at all during break? No, no, I don't. <gasps> no, definitely not. Where do you? I think Gasly also a target, by the way, for for silly season. We'll have to do a we'll silly do a special season. silly over summer. We can do a Deep silly dive. summer special. Oh, that's fun. But like, where would Gasly go? I don't know, but I think Ocon is gonna like shank. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, Ocon holds nothing back. How about this prediction? And we can talk about it after Spa. But I predict Albon is gonna have the most hot girl summer of anyone on the grid. Oh, I believe it. Him and Lily. I can see. It. I want to be on that trip. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I wonder if he keeps his pink hair because I liked the pink hair, the Barbie hair. Oh, oh, and you're for it. Ken Berg. <laughs> I can't. Did you? Oh, I can't. Have you seen Barbie? I don't think men should be plat blonde. Have you seen I just Did saw you? it and loved it. Everyone has loved, loved it. I need to go see it. You need to see it. You need to wear pink. You're going to cry right. because there's a whole mother daughter loss part of it that I cried really? at. It was touching. So I it was well done. Amazing. I've heard both Oppenheimer and Barbie are like living up to the hype and that I need to carve out like five hours of my day to go see both. And I'm like, can I borrow five hours? I don't have them. But I am going to prioritize Barbie because I don't know if I can handle the heaviness of Oppenheimer just yet. But every single person I've talked to raves about Barbie. So can't wait. It totally is deserving. Greta Gerwig is a genius. Margot Robbie is Barbie. I also it was heard just, that it was Ryan, Ryan Gosling steals the show. I didn't personally feel that, but I think Ken, he's just Ken, you know? So it's a oh it's a God. hard thing. So many things we could like unpack here too, though. I heard this at the Wrexham thing. Like Rob and Ryan weren't part of the production at this game because of the sad, they're sad. So they're like on strike. I think sports and reality, aka Drive to Survive, is like, gonna have an even bigger moment because i don't think this strike is coming to an end anytime soon um so people are gonna watch the world cup and people are gonna be looking for more content and people are gonna be like discovering potentially drive to survive again so is f1 gonna get even bigger i agree with all that to be tables for the future but we are headed to spa then oh we have God. summer break all right <laughs> we'll see you in belgium y'all hey. adios bye Boat push. Boat push. 